Hello everyone and welcome to the Two Have and Two Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. On this show, Robin and myself are joined by Holly. Holly is an animator and illustrator over on her YouTube channel, Holly the Small. Holly has an animation which is a popular and informative new player guide to Empire LARP. Empire LARP being the game system that Robin and myself play here in the UK. We have a chat about the video, we have a chat about animation, we talk at length about role-playing for new players. If you are watching us on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. If you are new here, consider subscribing. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform, consider giving us a five-star review because that will help people find us. And with all that out of the way, Let's get into our conversation with Holly. Okay, here we go. So we have uh, we have Holly here with us, and and Holly was saying before we start recording that you're very organised. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fire I'm gonna fire the bog standard question at you, Holly. Uh, how did you, how did you uh, how did you get into uh, into oh, LARP wow. and 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 or Empire? So I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming Empire might have been first, or it might not have been punishing me for for um, coming right out the gate wow Ooh. okay <laughs> so um larp came about when i was in my third year of uni um doing my bachelor's degree in animation um i specifically went to portsmouth and um i was very much a part of their tabletop society in fact i still in my dice bag i think i still have um the dice set unique to um the tabletop um society the Portsmouth Tabletop Society in my dice bag. Nice, nice. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's dead cute. I think I haven't got it to hand, but um, essentially it's just, um, I think it's just um, the, I think it's just the initials and just a little star. Yeah. Other than that, it's a plain, oh. plain red dice set. My, 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 my collection is a little bit embarrassingly huge. <laughs> never, never be ashamed of of a dice collection. I think, I think, Rob, yeah. yeah, Robin, Robin, please, Robin now collect, con- like, collects containers for dice. The dice collection has stopped, and now the container collection has begun. Oh, next it'll be dice towers. Yes. Yeah. Next it'll. Oh, oh, I was right on the money next. there, wasn't I? Yeah. 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 <laughs> your um, your your tabletop society. Then it was so it was a tabletop gaming thing, and then they did LARP as well. No, it was more a case of um, simply one of the members was going to um, Empire already, ah. and um, we got friendly through our connected friendship groups. I was specifically in a Five Rings game at the time, okay. which is um, Fi- Legend of the Five Rings is a samurai fantasy-themed game. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Cool. Um, I-, I highly recommend it. There's different clans and stuff. Uh-huh. I was a member of the Crane clan. Okay. And they're all about sort of like tranquility and arts and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It was very good. Yeah. Um, before I diverge too much further into that um, path, again, this is going to be a problem. It's Rain right. it in. It's all right. So Rain you in. I'll corral you. Don't worry. I'm practiced. It's fine. I'll corral you. <laughs> uh, back. Um, so even though I was a nerd, um, when I when I heard about LARP for the first time, um, I w- thought it was just that line I would never cross. Like, I'm a nerd, but I'm not that much of a nerd, you know? I'm fe- that mentality. Feeling you. We're feeling you. Yeah. Don't worry, you're in, you're, oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're in good company. 
the first first time I heard about it was actually um, a couple of years earlier, specifically um, from a series called Counter Monkey, which what is a series about this guy called Noah Antwiler, who talks about his various experience in 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 the tabletop community, um, and um, with such episode titles like Toilet Pizza and Conga Line of Death. <laughs> what? <laughs> Was, wait, and, wait, what show was this? Was this a, a like a sketch show or what? What was this? No, it's it's simply a a, a super old YouTube show uh-huh. where he would talk about his right, um, okay. adventures mm-hmm. in the lands of mm-hmm. tabletop roleplay. Uh-huh. Um, he's he's a defunct um, sort of like internet personality. Mm-hmm. He like if you know anything about Channel Awesome, you know. Oh right, yeah. okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole debacle behind mm-hmm. that, which mm-hmm. again, not what we're talking about. <laughs> what was important is that um, he talks about his ex- his his first encounter with love, which mm-hmm. was specifically going towards a gaming convention mm-hmm. where they were running a masquerade, uh, vampire masquerade LARP, um, mm-hmm. a sort of starter thing. Yeah. Um, and he was with his friend Jason. Jason got in got very drunk he didn't see him again for the rest of the con until the very end like when it was like um at the end of the day when he was standing on top of a car (laughs) with his arms crossed like this in the obfuscate position (laughs) (laughs) and like he just (laughs) and not only was he there the whole night he was there the next day in the morning when noah went to find him and he was still standing there and like said like what are you doing up there it's like can she see me (laughs) (laughs) so hearing about that and and learning about that lap for the first time through that it was Mm. like yeah no maybe maybe not maybe not that level but fast forward to uni Mm -hmm. um where i was in my third year and i met my mate called james and james was in navarre um playing a dragger and um he just started chatting about it and i don't know what tipped me over the edge this was a very long time ago um but effectively i just decided you know what um give it a go yeah i probably you know won't get it won't like it but at least i can say i've done it yeah and um my story with larp is just like a cavalcade of like all the classic new player blunders just all the all the greatest hits you know um <laughs> i thought combat was mandatory um yeah. i mm-hmm. picked um i picked my nation basically what based off of not what i thought was cool but basically what kit i had to hand to scrap together a kit that's how yeah. i got into the league is that i had a fancy shirt and went oh, great right, we'll go with okay. that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can see how i was committed i was to the whole idea (laughs) um no warm layers bare bones camping equipment um i ran into the classic kind of problem that new players face when they've come from a tabletop background in that when you join empire it becomes incredibly apparent that your choices for backstory and character options are kind of limited like you can't say i come from a land that i made up um, with all of this history and stuff like that, which um, I will say, interject immediately, um, mm-hmm. I don't think is a bad thing whatsoever. In Not fact, I think the limited scope 
of what you can create within empire actually encourages creativity like so many other things where you have limited capacity or you know things to work with you find ways to make the most out of it yeah do you think it's more because it's like you're you're being creative in the game as it stands in the present not so much yeah. you're going oh yeah i'm gonna make up all this stuff that happened before but you're just like no this is the world state now you interact with it and now you can yeah. see what you can do with it you know yeah um from like matt p uh matt p's own mouth when i was doing research for my um video mm -hmm. um i actually asked him a lot of questions because you know it's for his system i, I might as well get it from the 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 extinct horse's mouth, so to speak. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> I hear they have six legs and can breathe fire. One and of, two heads. One of my yes. favorite things about the setting is that horses are extinct because I work with horses in my day job. So not that I d dislike them. It's just that it's nice because it feels like an actual holiday. You know, where I don't actually have to think about them because they don't, they're not there. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of untapped meme potential um, if you're a H-Bomber guy fan, because he has a running joke where it's like, horses are a lie and don't exist. I feel like there's like a lot of untapped meme potential there for Empire. Yeah, I don't, actually, that's a good point. Because it, um, everyone like says, has, has, have they actually come out and been like, like they are extinct or or is it just a... As far as we know, they're extinct. Because I know the I know the actual like out of character reason why they've decided it because they don't want horses knocking about yeah. and and things like that. But have they actually come out and said, "Oh yeah, no, they're definitely gone," or could they? Be yeah, around? high guard ate them all. Yeah, high guard ate them all. What? Some high guard. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I wasn't going to be joining High Guard before, I'm definitely not now. You shouldn't have said that yeah. was a joke. Robin will just start saying that's fact now. <laughs> I would no, have. please do. That, that, that will now funny. be passed around as facts in the field. Now. Yeah, no, it, it's where I got it. <laughs> Don't shoot me, I'm the messenger. You know? well, they will actually execute us, so we're going to have to be careful. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, I came up with a whole bit that my character um, could have been they uh, that they could have been a teacher that uh, was doing sort of a um, a cultural exchange with the principalities of Yarm because I you know why not um, mm -hmm. but of course that would mean that I'd have to email PD check if it was okay yeah. and it probably I don't know what the outcome would be but from just a guesstimate they probably would have said problem is with that. That would give you outside knowledge yeah. of like a, a foreign nation. And um, I'm not even sure if like in my time, my time, Jesus Christ. In <laughs> my time. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing this game over seven years, going on eight. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's bonkers. <laughs> um, if you don't, if you, if you don't count the COVID years, it's slightly, yes, less, but mm -hmm. um, you know, like uh, still a member of the community. Sort of count, times. yeah, count it, count it. I, yeah, I know count that, it, count yeah, it. I would. Um, or don't that shaves off the uh, that shaves off two years and makes me feel less bad. Hey, well, I mean, well, I mean, I I, I guess it depends how you look at it because I know some some people were uh, well when we spoke to Jamie, he was like, oh yeah, we did like a virtual songs and stories over COVID and things like that. People were still oh. people were still laughing. I think there were still player events going on as well. So yeah, I heard about that. That's yeah. so so super lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah. another problem I encountered as a new player is that this was um my pre dyslexia diagnosis mm -hmm. um so um it was bad enough being a student 
um, with a unknown disability going on and going through uni and, you know, having to, you know, research, write, stuff like that, even even though in a more, severely more limited capacity as I was doing an art degree. But still, like, imagine being somebody with a, a disability, uh, a learning disability, trying to get their head around the wiki and its enormity. Yeah. Like, the problem with my dyslexia yeah. is that, like, information goes in my eyeballs and it goes out the other end. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, it was, like... During my di dyslexia um, diagnosis session, like I was told to read a passage about like an elephant sanctuary or something. That's the only fact I remember. Like it was frighteningly revealing that mm -hmm. like I read through this passage, and when the when the when the um, person was like, "Okay, can you tell me about this?" and I was like, "No, I can't. I don't remember." Well, can you tell me about this? And like. No, I don't know nothing. Mm. Um, yeah, like, um, so yeah. Um, did did that put a spotlight on it then when you did start trying to gain information from the the wiki when you went to play? Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Um, I would read the wiki. Information would pass by my eyes, and it would just come out the other end. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have this thing where, like, if I have like a big white background behind text i can't read it properly um there's this thing that where my vision sort of like slips through the cracks the channels of the text yeah and sort of like slips past the words and um, unless i have like a colored background to kind of tame it a little bit so yeah me reading the wiki little no, little to no chance to really get much out of it um it is so... difficult i mean like do you find that it's um it's easy. I mean, like that's one of the one of the things that pushed us into doing some of these things. It's like what you're describing is um, I, I have dyslexia as well, and I can't I can't absorb anything from the wiki at all. It's yeah. so difficult. But videos such as the video that you'd put out, things like that, mm. that's the only way that I was able to absorb that information and actually remember enough of it to be able to recite it or have any knowledge in the field. I mean. People will mention names, and I've read these names a hundred times in the wiki. Just don't ask me anything about them because I don't know anymore. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you're my mate Jason, who is just like a who just absorbs information like a, a bloody vacuum and just can like pull facts from the wiki out of his ass. It's incredible. But I'm not him. I'm me. Um, it's, it's tricky though. It's um. But there's something as well, I don't know if you find this, when you're handed pieces of text out in the field and people have like written, right? <laughs> don't I, get I me can't. started. Yeah. And don't I get me started. Given, oh my gosh. I got whisper. given so much stuff last event. I couldn't read any of it. And people were all chatting about this stuff that we were given in our packs. And I was like, oh yeah. Oliver actually had to come and like tell me what was actually in it. Yeah. And I was like, again, because an overlay doesn't look that IC. I feel yeah. like a little, maybe we could come up with an IC version of yeah. an overlay that we can have with us just to be able to read bits of information. Especially that Goose plot. Whisper can't do it because yeah. it's not fun for me. I, like you're given a piece of paper and then it's taken away from you. Um, can't do it no. because like, it's just like, uh, I, I can't take in what's written on the paper i can't take any notes um well i can laugh to the fact if i could remember 
Sorry, go on. Go on, yeah. I was in the type of law that we got actually that last event. There was a lot of it. There was like three pages of plot that we that we got from going to like Teruniel and you were just like nope it's <laughs> my face where you're, you're like oh this is so exciting and I think it was the dread on my face of it's time in in an hour and I physically can't read this in an hour and I certainly can't read it enough times to be able to keep the information so I'm just gonna have forgotten about that and maybe next event I'll remember some of it <laughs> yeah and the thing is is that like this sounds like it, it may almost come across as like accusatory you know but I I don't envy PD one bit because like trans getting this information across can't be easy yeah. and um there's only like so much they can do to accommodate well exactly exactly that, yeah. that's the thing but then that's I, i'm assuming that's why like because because uh I, I i'm finding a pattern with uh empire larp media kind of people creators like us and their relationships with the wiki you know so mm. really a lot for a lot of us um yeah we, we are actually kind of doing something <laughs> as much as we can about it as well it's yeah i don't have a solution because i mean I, I will complain about the wiki but i don't have a solution for them you know yeah, <laughs> no. um well except for things like what autumn's doing mm -hmm. with the incredible empire um audio channel yeah. which i'm hoping yeah. to join the team of very soon i'm just trying to uh, um create a better audio setup i've got a a whole like booth um yeah. in a, a separate room with um, a new microphone and a new um the sort of like um mixer very excited about it we're hoping to organize a bit of time to kind of like get it running yeah um but um but instead of but the situation um problems breed solutions and the result has become a beautiful ecosystem of like creative types yeah. who are like us producing this kind of content mm -hmm. Yeah. um for and it's not just a great boon for accessibility but it also puts the word out there and makes larp more accessible to all yeah, yeah. and that's what's brilliant um about like creating solutions to problems that come about from disabilities i forget the specific word for it there's a wonderful word for it but it's it's um i think it's simply called inclusive design mm -hmm. Um, but you know, like you have streets and yeah. you have curbs mm -hmm. with the little dips in. Yeah. Originally, those were created for things like um, uh, uh, wheelchairs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but everybody benefits from them. People mm -hmm. pushing prams, skateboarders. Yeah. Um, uh, all, everybody, everybody wins effectively. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when you create this, um, you know. Um, design solutions it, it solves a lot of other people's problems yeah the yeah. more people have fun and the, the better right yeah yeah well that's the thing like you say with the the um criticism of the wiki i mean people might be like especially if they're very very defensive of their the the game that they love and if they hear me criticizing the wiki they're like oh yeah but the wiki you know how else are you gonna do it i'm like it's it, it's fine you don't have you don't have to read the wiki and then but because you could quite easily say something similar about a podcast or a youtube video which people with people do say to me they're like oh i just don't listen to podcasts that's totally cool you don't you don't have to listen to it but for some people like you said it it helps you know yeah yeah and um so um all this to say that um i basically didn't stand a chance 
Um, <laughs> I I couldn't read the wiki. Um, I had I had bare bones camping equipment, no warm layers. Precisely one person that I had an in character and out of character relationship with, of a different nation that was established. You know, oh, yeah, had okay. places to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pe- getting constantly pulled over and asked to do do crap. Yeah. I was boned. There was yeah. no chance. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, cause you you follow around. You if you do follow around someone like that, you just you're gonna feel like a spare part. You're just gonna be like, yeah. Mm. If I if I could follow them around before mm-hmm. they zoomed off to do something else. Yeah. Um. So my my first event for the first half of it was a lot of walking around. Um, and effectively feeling like I was doing something wrong and not really having that great of a time. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the summit rolls around and I reach a point where like, this isn't working. I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's not helped by the fact that around this time I was on um, medication um, for some me- mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was already down on myself to begin with. Like, what what a chance did I have? So I went to God um, maybe s- talked about maybe switching nations or something to like actually get me stuck in on something because mm-hmm. it was overwhelming it wasn't just like you yeah. know like there was no okay. point of entry it was it was like all of this crazy stuff happening that like I was just taking it all in and I had to um the fortunately the desk lady was incredibly nice mm-hmm. and um she was incredibly supportive and you know list off all of these solutions and i was like grand um i need to go off the field anyway to take my meds um i'm gonna have a break think go think things through a little bit and Mm -hmm. come back and and see what we can do here um i do that have a break take my meds um go back onto the field and i run into my navarre friend again yeah um they can clearly see that i'm not having a good time and that's when they're like I'll introduce you to some friends I have in Dawn, since we're in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I actually met another new player um, whose in-character name was Tristan Painter. They were a Dornish... Um, um, troubadour? N- not Troubadour, no. Troubadour, um, Seneschal? The l- s- not Seneschal. Um, basically, the one under Knight Erin. Uh, yo, folk. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All the UFO are gonna love that description. <laughs> um, say that now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they were a new player. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a priest of loyalty, and they were incredibly, incredibly nice. And here's the thing: at the start, I didn't even know they were a new player mm-hmm. because they were bloody good at role playing. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. And um, we had this really, really beautiful moment where I had come up with some backstory stuff um, that involved my folks um, being very unalive um, okay, because cool. of the then relevant Rykos flux mm-hmm. situation, which was like um, um, Druge, typical Druge bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, them Druge. Yeah. <laughs> being assholes. Yeah. Like they do. Yeah. Um, so my... F- my f- I had this whole tragic bit where I'd come back from a long journey back to Holberg, which is my character's hometown, mm-hmm. and um, they were already at Death's Door. We managed to wrap things up before they passed away. Um, and I'd, I had come up with this idea that, like, even though it's traditional in the League 
um, for them, for people to be cremated because, you know, space is a commodity in in cities. It's kind of like Japan where everything's really close knit yeah. and yeah. there's not a lot of the space economy is, is very limited. Um, so cremation is the preferred method of burial. They have, I thought they, they would, despite that, be more invested in like continuing my family tradition of being enshrined in a tomb complete mm -hmm. but because of the vrykox flux that's what they died of they had to be cremated because they did we they can't be spreading the disease right mm -hmm. yeah. and so there was a lot of guilt there a loyalty problem which we had this beautiful moment and i actually kind of let off a lot of steam um because i'll tell you something if there's one good thing if there's one thing I'm really good at when it comes to role playing and, and acting, I can switch on the waterworks pretty good. <laughs> that um, is helpful. Yeah, no, it, it is exceedingly helpful. Um, but in in some in this instance, I'd say that it was a it made extremely easier by the fact that I wasn't really in a great headspace anyway. So this was actually kind of like a a release. Um yeah. that like I'd say, actually, for a lot of personal reasons, I had a lot of self-imposed guilt um, for things that had happened in the past. And I say self-imposed because in retrospect, I was effectively, in, again, in a very not mm. good headspace. Mm -hmm. So I was making up reasons in my head to be guilty, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so... This was a really beautiful moment we had. He kind of um, acted as a priest should and, and gave me a lot of comfort and counsel. And we basically stuck together the whole event. We had a great time just palling around and just like taking stuff in. Like a, a common bit of advice you get is, you know, like stick to an established player. I'd, I'd argue that an equally effective, if not more effective method of getting in the game is stick is palling around with another new player. Yeah. Because yeah. you're on the same level. Yeah. Exactly. You're like discovering things together, aren't you? And yeah, like everything's yeah. new to both of you. So you can both kind of ask those questions. It's not just one of you being like, oh, I'm going to ask all these questions that are probably obvious, but there's two of you there. And you're just like, you're able to remember the information for one another as well. Yeah, exactly. Even if you just go one tier up, actually, like I, I, it's, it's, it's quite fun game if you're like a just even if you're like a season ahead i mean even i think when we were at like e2 and we we had one of these it was like all east garden we had to go around yeah. anvil and then we had brand brand new player with us and and that's you get quite a good game because you just you can show them around you don't know that much more than they do but you kind of know your way around you know mm, mm, exactly yeah um, so we had a grand time together. Um, one of the moments that stick out in my head forever is that um, there was a, this was back in the old site before we moved to the current one in Silverstone. Um, there was a, there was a really awesome multinational tournament going on, not just between the 10 nations, um, but from foreign nations as well. I oh. think it was like a summer um, theme going on. Right, um, okay. Like there was like, I think some sort of Again, I can't remember quite a while ago, mm -hmm. but I think some sort of summer eternal had challenged the different nations to present a champion in an international tournament. Right, okay, and yeah. back in those days, the glory square was huge. <laughs> like, it was, like, like if you if you imagine like you know the size of your camp now, yeah. like this this glory square was like the size of your current camp. Yeah. It was enormous. Yeah. 
probably yeah. in retrospect probably a little bit too, too big, big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah mind you we probably uh, could have done with some more space like this year because the 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 to- like that night protector tournament that we actually we had like proper crush going on <laughs> with the amount of people in there oh yeah oh dear <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah um this tournament was memorable for a lot of reasons i mean i got to cheer my nation that got pretty far mm-hmm. um he got to cheer dawn that made it all to the end way to the end and won Obviously, yeah. Of course. Of course. Right, okay. <laughs> That's a given. Yeah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Especially if it's a summer tournament, you know. Oh. Yeah, they go a bit you crazy. guys have the home team advantage. I'm just going to let you have this. <laughs> <laughs> but what was super funny, and I remember this, remember this to this day, the the last, um, the last um, match came down to the most ridiculous display of like these guys like on their hobbling about on their knees because of impales and hero calls like whapping each other with <laughs> the shields and swords like <laughs> strike down ah, unstoppable ah. and this went on for like minutes on end and they were just like I, they must have had like a reservoir of hero points like yeah. a mile long or something like that because they yeah. were just like shouting out calls to each other sitting on their knees whacking each other with swords <laughs> yeah the, those types of tournaments especially when it's, it's like people put all their like resources and and all their all their effort into it those types of fights just become a war of attrition basically it's it's like yeah. whose resources runs out fastest basically yeah. Like even I was a new player and I was watching this going like, oh my god, seriously. <laughs> 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 so that was very funny. That was very funny and very amusing. But what cinched it for me, the thing that like was the moment, it was the it moment. Mm-hmm. The thing that like cemented this idea that I had to come back, right? Mm-hmm. Um so on the Sunday, the of course you have the two big battles. Yeah. Um, the Sunday big battle dawn was going out, and uh, this guy wore glasses, and he was like, "Can you hold your glass? Can you hold my glasses? Um, can you hold my glasses for me while I go out?" And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't die." Um, so um, mm-hmm. battle goes out. Um, battle comes back. Well, people come back, and there's like a. a very epic funneling of like returning heroes and stuff like that and i don't see him and i don't and i I feel like I, i've missed him um and eventually it funnels out to just the few stragglers left and then an orc an imperial orc comes out and they've got a bloodied priest stole in very recognizable colors and i'm like no no. <laughs> oh, no and like my character flips out runs back to dawn and out of character i fully expected if i do see him he's like packing down and, and getting ready to go because mm. like his character's dead mm. or something and i see him i go over to him like oh I, hey i couldn't i couldn't find you here's your glasses back are you alive and he's like yeah i'm alive and i'm like ah! <laughs> 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 And th- this moment was just so incredible because it was like, it wasn't scripted, but it felt like it kind yeah. of moment. Yeah. Just yeah. like peak, like organic drama. This wasn't like written anywhere. This wasn't like a plot point or some crap. 
this was like 100% organic, no GMO drama that just happened organically between two players. And um, like I, I like I gave his glass a bag. I hugged the crap out of him. Like ah, you're alive. I thought you were dead. I saw an I saw an orc with like this priest stole that was in the <laughs> was in your house colors. And I'm like shit. He's dead. He's gone. My friend. <laughs> My friend. <laughs> and that was it. That was the moment that cinched it for me. Like this mm-hmm. was the I get it moment. Yeah. And I had to come back. Yeah. It's like it's like actual magic, isn't it? Uh, that 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 type of experience i don't that that's quite that's quite common um I'll, mm. I'll be i think we we have spoken about it briefly before but we were well i'm not going to speak for both of us but I, i've definitely spoken about it like there was times that first ever event that we did where i was like yeah there, there were times where i was just like is this for me is like is it like is is this for me especially when you go in like you said and because it is very much it, it's pretty much all player led really like there's no like you don't get because i hear about other larps where you get it's almost like a like a dm sitting down at D and being like oh here's yeah. literally here's the adventure and they come up to you and be like here's the quest but at empire it's everyone just goes off and, and just does things and you you sit there and if you if you do just stay static you, you're not going to do anything you literally you could just be like you wander around and sometimes yeah when we luckily we had each other robin and i yeah. um which which was good, but also it meant that sometimes we would just be like, oh yeah, should we just go and just sit by ourselves, you know? So we weren't really being pushed into it. But yeah, there were times where we felt not left out at all, but sometimes you're like, oh, because you're not accessing parts of the game yet. Um, and it's also, yeah, a, a camping weekend and we're not like, we weren't really camping people either. You know, it's 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 long nights and it was cold at that E1 and you do, you, you sit there and you go, I don't know, am I going to come back? Um, but by the end of the weekend and you see those, like you see those bits of magic and then we had, you know, we were in the battles for the first time and uh, we were in the glory square right at the end with um, Tancred's Test of Arda and how just epic and dramatic that that was. And just like, yeah. it was like being a part of a movie, you know, for those, especially when oh you've, you've never yeah. experienced it. And it's just like everyone, like, you know, there was, like you say, there was all this drama happening and we like instinctually like you know I, I think it was like Sadkill said oh will you will you let will you let him pass and everyone just like parted like the Red Sea and we all like drew our swords and I'm like I'm there this is my first ever alarm. I'm like this is like a freaking movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no that's what it feels like yeah. right yeah yeah and that's the magic and I was like no I'm definitely I'm definitely coming yeah. back um, yeah you'll uh, on a similar vein to that one of the most significant things things i remember after the fact is that um james bless him um he was quite um apologetic that he was so busy and and didn't have much have much time to hang with me yeah um but what was worse is that like he actually had another player advise him right word for word let them sink or swim yeah and it's just like that couldn't be that is the opposite mm-hmm. of like how you get someone in larp like it was like i was struggling and on a razor's edge wondering whether i'd come back or not because this wasn't for me mm-hmm. it was only when he came back and put me in front of somebody to, to with uh, that i could relate to yeah that i i'm here sitting with you today yeah yeah, yeah. like this 
like I'm not saying that like you know players are you know like responsible for the enjoyment of others at all times. Um, but all they need is just a little bit, a, a, just a hand, yeah. just yeah. something to get them in from yeah. from off of the sidelines and into the story. Just just something. Yeah. It's that introduction to other people. One of the most powerful things in in the game that I found anyway from my own experience is that power of actually making friends and making those connections. Because as soon as you have that. You just you feel more included, more involved, and a bit safer as well. You've got people you can go to. So I do feel, although, yeah, you can't exactly you know hold people's hand the whole way through. But I do think there is a responsibility there of, if especially you got someone brand new, find out what part of the game are they starting to get interested in and just make an introduction. And that if, if enough people do that, that helps people just find their feet, feel like they have people they can go to. And it stops people slipping through the cracks and heading back to their tent and sitting there and wondering, should I just go home? Because I don't think any of us want anyone to go through that. No, exactly. All. Yeah, no, not. I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. And um, like my... Um, like my troubles didn't end there like nowadays i hear a lot of new players getting in and like uh getting in some game like within a year it was not like that for me mm-hmm. like i spent a lot of time like struggling figuring stuff out like over the course of like 3 years before i got in to some really significant plot mm-hmm. Um, it was mostly just kind of like mooching around and and, and meeting people, yeah. uh, meeting some really fantastic people, and just talking to them and figuring out who my character was separate from myself. Um, and because uh, I'll tell you something, the Estella of today is nothing like the Estella of when I first started. Yeah. Like not even close. Yeah. Um, I've really like it took a long time to figure out who Estella was, and I I couldn't be happier for what she's become. Yeah. She's uh. Like, there's a lot of similarities, but there is a lot of differences. Mm-hmm. Um, is, are, are, are there said, more differences uh, over time, or, or are, the, are, the, is, is, are they becoming more like you, or less like you? Oh, well, here's the thing. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a topic I... that really interests me, because a lot of people no. w- will initially say, oh, I'm my first character, is just me, and they usually use the term something like dialed up to 11 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so... I often, like, I am the biggest, I'm LARPA's biggest proponent, like, biggest mascot fan, what have you, because, um, like, we can talk a lot about, like, LARP has a, a reputation, and it is just so, like, I'm not upset about, like, that reputation you know, in a comedic sense, but it does kind of limit people's perspective. That LARP is like huge in like how how much it encompasses and how much it has to give. Like we can talk about like how like people use LARP for therapy and stuff like that. LARP is like a mirror. Like a mirror to me. It it, it like it shows you who you are by playing somebody else and I, I've I I've talked about before about how like it really shows you what you're capable of, what your limits are, and maybe some ways that you can kind of improve as a person. 
because when I first joined LARP, um, I had friends, not many, and I had tabletop, um, but I had, like, I was in my early 20s, but I still had a lot of growing to do. And let me tell you, LARP, like, fast-tracked that d development, no problem. Like, I am fully aware of who I am today, but back in the day, like, I was so unaware of just how much was hidden until LARP came along and showed me who I really was and what I was actually really capable of. Um, just so intrinsically tied to my personal development, and that sh that's shown in Estella's progression too. Um, so Estella at the beginning was very much like me um, and what I was going through, like very, very dour, very insular, um, had a, a couple of mental health issues going on. Um, very few differences other than like location and origin, right? Mm -hmm. um, I had this big thing of being, fortunately early on, like I had this already thing already going where I was a bit of a, a traveler, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what I ended up doing, walking about the camps and uh, talking to other people. Um, and um, nowadays, uh, nowadays like it's i am just bursting with like a desire to like talk to people like um i have no issues walking up to strangers anymore and just chatting to them yeah. no issues whatsoever um and i i surprised myself about how well i can improvise on the spot mm -hmm. and the fact that i like i had a bit of a upsetting experience uh taking leadership for the first time and that's kind of like that's that leaves marks even today um but now through larp i figured out that yes i can lead the potential is there i just had a really rough go of it the first time yeah 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 um key differences between estella and me um again it's really hard to split difference there are some very obvious differences in the fact that estella is just like um very very socially confident so much so that like um flirt very flirtatious at the drop of a hat um just like completely obscene may i say <laughs> <laughs> um utterly just completely obscene um i'm on the ace spectrum but she is just like omnisexual there's no stopping her um very very open <laughs> Um, and flirtatious, and um, she kind of uses that to her advantage in a lot of way because, mm -hmm. like, you know, um, courting the favor of other people. Um, if I were to nail down specifically what Estella is, um, a jack of all trades and a professional traveling celebrity is probably the best way to describe <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I like <laughs> I that. Love that. <laughs> yeah, because um, she is a priest, mm -hmm. um, and the priest thing came was the big revelation for me this was like i don't know four years into my play mm -hmm. where i had another player come along um the then bishop of pride mm -hmm. and say you know maybe you should have a hand at priest stuff and i'm like i don't know but it turned out to be the thing the perfect thing because um me being a non-combatant for personal reasons, not um, any sort of like physical limitations or what have you. Yeah. Um, it's more choice. I have a very funny story about my first combat experience, but I don't want to spin off into another. <laughs> we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. We'll yeah, we'll come, come back, back to it. <laughs> um, so, um, priesting. Mm -hmm. um, priesting requires a lot of like talking 
um, chatting, convincing people mm -hmm. and um, being really, really empathetic, or at least um, that's one way you can spin it. There's a lot of ways to, you know, like be a priest. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat, yeah. a, a religious cat, <laughs> religious cat. <laughs> the reli a very, a very religion. virtuous cat. Yeah. Or a very unvirtuous cat. Very I mean, unvirtuous. we are skinning it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it virtuous Thank after God. the fact or? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is metaphor work. There's <laughs> a joke. There's a Schrodinger work, cat joke there somewhere. I feel eventually. like it's, some, it's somewhere. We'll figure this out. We'll skin this cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm determined to skin this cat. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is what the priest, uh, the priest debates are all like. People, if you uh, want to come to Empire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If I if we if we if we never open the box, is the skinned cat truly dead or alive? Yeah, it is. <laughs> this I'm is serious. It's questions. very. I mean, when we were at, um, when we were at history and virtue, right? I like I, I remember just like passing all the just that they, they've just they've got this museum and people have just donated these little like bits of art and it is fascinating to just like hear players like priest uh, debate whether the, this thing is this painting is virtuous or not and it's just like you have those little like out of character like that little out of character narrator in your head being like this is this is uh, this is both amazing and absolutely crazy at the same time that these oh, people yeah. can role play this <laughs> the the art of um uh uh religious debate in empire is so much bullshitting Hmm. It's remarkable, and um, through the through the power and magic of LARP, I have discovered that I'm the queen of bullshitting, <laughs> <laughs> and just coming up with with absolute garbage. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. So, priesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoy it because, well, it's had this knock on effect where I'm a pride priest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And although the, the the way of the seven virtues is completely made up, um, from its very inception, it's meant to encourage role play in the landscape of empire. And and it's had this. I I'm sure um, I'm not the only person who, who can attest to this, but I can have actually taken on some of the the philosophy and brought it into real life. And that like I'm very much. Um, I'm I'm way more sure of myself. I'm definitely more proud of my accomplishments, and I don't nearly underplay them as much as I used to be, used to do. Um, and I don't undersell myself anymore. And I know what I'm worth. Yeah. And I have to be as a freelance artist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as a freelance animator, um, I I have comfortably made a career off of my skills now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, That's awesome. which is incredible considering how competitive and difficult my industry industry is and that's no yes. small thing and i'm i'm incredibly proud of the fact yeah yeah um and i'm effectively um the the lead art lead animator at the company i currently work for that's at awesome. moment. oh nice yeah, yeah. Awesome. and yes yeah, it's, it's wonderful um there is still a part of me that's like who me but I, I am but a, I am but a, I am but a foundling. <laughs> and then you remember, you remember your, your uh, Estella's in your head doing like, ah, d pr pr uh, pride, no. pride, pride, pride is a virtue. Oh, she is though. She yeah. is though. 
Um, and this is why it's so sometimes difficult to describe the differences, uh, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I'm the person who plays her, right? Yeah. Um, but key differences being is that um, she's certainly more interested in running a multimedia e- personality-centric empire. <laughs> um, so, um, so on paper, um, she has a lot of hats. Uh, mm-hmm. Main thing is a priest. I actually have all of the priest skills, mm-hmm. like all of them. All of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Again playing this game for a while (laughs) um but i'm actually also a winter ritualist and a physic and these things came about because again there was a lot of years of figuring out what i wanted to be yeah and i can still be those things when it calls for it but the main thing is being a priest because i just love the game so much synod is so much fun going around and and spinning a yarn having to convince people of your views and like um, your agendas is is very very fulfilling especially when you do it successfully um and um like scheming together on things that outside of the context of empire don't really matter but like you because like you can spin a yarn and just create bullshit like you can get people on your bullshit and you can make something that was just a an idea formed a bullshit and make it a reality. <laughs> yeah. And also th- that type of thing that's a that's actually a hard skill like like is in a, a real uh, a real life skill that you can actually apply t- to the real world and it's done under you practicing it under the guise of like oh, this is just a pretend game in a pretend world, but yeah, you're actually... There are no rules. Yeah. There are no rules. I can do anything I want. <laughs> do anything I want. And then you realize that, oh, actually, yeah, I've just I've just developed this skill that I can use in the real world now, you know? Yeah. Like, Synod, like, you want to put some... You want to put an idea out into the world, get people thinking. All you have to do is pin a piece of paper upon the wall yeah. and get people voting on it yeah. and yeah. talk to people about it. Like, there's your ticket. That's how easy it is to create game, is sticking a piece of paper up on the wall. That's yeah. why Synod is so good. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of parts of Empire that are very much like that, because I, I think it's because it is a, it's that playground where people are, are likely to take you up on, on things, like songs and stories. They're, they're, it's, it's a great learning place for performance, because everyone in that circle is going to be encouraging. If, if, you're, if you want to put something out there in Synod, like you say, you're going to put a, put, put, pin a piece of paper up in the real world. Yeah, you might get a lot of just b- being ignored, being rejected, and that's kind of just it. No one really pays attention to you. In in the ga- in this game, like it's it's other people's game to pay attention to what you're doing. You know, yeah. so yeah. It, it's a good playground for that type of stuff. Yeah, but at the end of the day, even though everything we do in Empire is fake, the skills are real. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 ability the what it takes to get things done is real, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. nothing stopping you from taking that out into the real world and and using it to some capacity. Like LARP is a great teacher in that regard. Yeah, it yeah. shows you like, it gives you a a playground to discover like what you're truly capable of, and that's what's so brilliant about it to yeah. me. It very much is like a playground. I like the, the the I think the example's good. I don't want to like in, um infantilize people, but it very much is like a kids playgroup and like going back to what we were saying about the new, it's like the new players like you can't you know you take the kids to the playgroup and you can't you can't play for them you can't make friends for them just like you can't larp for people like matt said said that line but you can't like you literally can't larp for people you want them and you hope you're like oh, i hope they have a good day at play at playgroup 
and then you put them into playgroup, and then they're, they're, they're there, and then they look at the they look at some kids playing with building blocks, and then they look at the sandpit, and they and you can't be like, right, you're going to enjoy the sandpit. Now go and do the sandpit because you, you can do that. Yeah. But guess what? The the kid might not want to. They they might go play with the sandpit, and they're like, you know what? I don't know. If play groups for me well maybe it's not for them but if then they discover well, that's the blocks you boxed them into the <laughs> exactly and then they go <laughs> and they discover the kids playing with the blocks and they're like oh i'm all about blocks you know i can't wait to go back tomorrow and and play play me some blocks you know and that's... <laughs> <laughs> holberg <laughs> exactly exactly yeah, yeah you, you, i just you... <laughs> fucking love walls so much <laughs> But that's the vibe I get. Like people just, they find that game and they're just like, yeah, religion game or yeah, military game. And they just, and they just, it's their favorite toy, but you have to discover it, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it took me a long, long time to discover stuff. But Mm -hmm. fortunately, I'm hearing more and more stories about, you know, like new players, like getting into some serious game or even like becoming, having, getting, gaining significant titles quite early on. Yeah, Robin. Which I think it's a little bit more common. <laughs> Rob, Rob, which I'm got... really glad to hear about. <laughs> Robin's got her first first taste of uh, an imperial an imperial title, and yeah, and it was like, uh, oh, I? yeah, it was <laughs> so um, it, so she went for the well, you went for the night protector, didn't you? Well, how, what was yeah. it like? Like the minute you got it, it was like. Oh my, all these people wanted to speak to me, and they had <laughs> they had bits of information. They wanted to tell me things, and I was like. Wow, I need to do more homework. <laughs> I was like, but it was crazy how many people were just like, oh yes, there's the night protector of winter, and they're like coming up to me, being like, ah yes, so um this store this happened at Hall of Worlds recently, um you know we'll tell you about it. And I'm like, okay, can I? Is anyone got a pen? <laughs> uh, it, it's like um coming off down from a podium and being rushed by. Po- uh, like photographers and interviewers, like. <laughs> but that—that's. Yeah. I mean, that—that that is something else that simulates life a little bit as well, because that the, there is that switch, and and you could see it with like Robin's game there. Like when you first go, you are going to have to be the one that that shows up. Uh, you you show up, you do the thing, you try the thing out. Um, but there will eventually be a switch where stuff starts coming to you. You know, but oh, yeah. you know, and that that kind of does simulate real life as well. You know, if if you if you're going to just yeah. sit and do nothing, you're going to be like, well, uh, you're going to have to go out and explore first before the mm. stuff comes to you. You know, mm. yeah, yeah. And uh, taking the plunge is 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 hard, and there's no and like the, the least we can do is make it ju- the plunge a little bit easier. Yeah, give them give them little ladies. Yeah. The life ring. <laughs> Gentle the, push. You, you do. There, there was. There was. Uh, in fact, actually, actually, uh, E E one because we we'd done like you know we'd done a full year and we had you know a few kind of new players um, who kind of uh, either spoke to us beforehand or people that we actually knew that were coming for the first time and obviously you go there and we we like this is our new favorite thing Empire yeah. and you like you you've been selling selling it to them and that they come for their first event. And like I said, a little bit like the, the children when they you send them off to to, to play group. It's like uh, like when we <laughs> we had our, our player that we we went. He was like, all right, uh, you phoned us on the uh, on the 
Thursday and went, oh, yeah. I don't know, because he, he arrived late and he was going to be in the Imperial Orcs. Uh, big props as well for joining the Imperial Orcs first time, not knowing uh, yeah, that's, any of the Imperial that's, Orcs. Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, oh, I don't know where the, you know, he's like, I don't, you know, I don't know where the, the camp is. And we were just like, right. And we went and we, we just led him to the Imperial Orcs. And we was literally just be like, go, go play. Go have fun at school. <laughs> and it was like, it was, like, we saw him. But like, baby's all grown up. Oh, that's what it felt like. So I was like, oh, you know what? We'll probably need to maybe in character go have a little chat and stuff. And we'll see. And we're sitting there. And then we just we see him just like with a load of Imperial Orcs heading through the Sentinel Gate. Be like, I'm off to a skirmish. And I'm like, oh, look at him. Oh, my <laughs> oh I, I've had the similar experiences taking on apprentices I love taking on apprentices so much fun I got and I got so much crap done by allocating <laughs> things out to my apprentices taking on apprentices is so much fun I love it like it's it's like um it's like everything that it's it's like giving everything I ever could have wanted at the beginning to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and you know being like here's all the shit that I got wrong. Here's the wisdom that I have earned like yeah. earned for going through the ringer and I pass it on to you. Yeah. And it's it's no the thing is it's not it's not always you, you can only you can only give that you can give them the advice. They don't have to take the advice. And a lot yeah. of the stuff is isn't clear cut either um so like we've we've had quite a few discussions about groups and things like that like we spoke to um an earl in dawn about about groups and a lot of it was you know an out of character conversation of like yeah like groups and uh for new players coming in a lot of people will give the advice oh you know find find a group before you go make some connections um which definitely isn't bad advice but it's it's also not the 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 only perfect advice because we didn't really do that. You know, I've, I've we've spoken to people that they go and they join they join a group before they go and then they get there and now they have to spend the whole weekend with these people. Maybe you don't gel, you know, and maybe they're in a nation that you don't you're not too into, you know. And yeah. it's very difficult to say just to say the opposite of people as well. You can't be like you know, oh, just go on your own because that that's a tough thing to a real tough thing to do. Yeah. But it's probably what I, I would actually advise. I'd be like, oh yeah, if you if you feel confident enough, go on your own and don't join a group and go and make friends first and then decide where you want to be. But that's that's not going to be the best advice for everyone, you know. Yeah, so, no, there's different. no. At the end of the day, like, sure, we could like make some quote unquote ultimate guide as to how to get into Empire. But the truth of the matter <laughs> is, is that everybody's different. We could animate and they it. learn differently <laughs> and they experience things differently. We can't handhold everybody. There's no one perfect way to get into Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I am, for example, just somebody that, like, just has to throw themselves in at the deep end and flail <laughs> until I learn how to swim. That's how I learn things. Yeah. It's not efficient, nor is it great, but it's it's how I do it. Yeah, I, I'm having um, to think about doing such a thing. Like I, I currently work in a software called Animate, mm-hmm. which is effectively Flash, but Adobe renamed it like they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, but my company wants to move on to um, a different software, mm-hmm. and um, I've got to learn that software. And the only mm-hmm. way to do it is. Well, yeah. I mean, I empathise with that. I'm I'm 
relatively similar, but you, you know if you want to be a storyteller, if you enjoy telling stories, that's a good way to learn things because in the moment it might seem like suffering, but you are one, learning, and two, that's where you get really good stories. Yeah, people are always interested. Like for my for my first event, I literally went, they were like, oh, they need people to run for um, general. And I was like, yeah, sure. It was like, it was like five minutes after timing or whatever the hell it was. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Just like, <laughs> sure. No idea what was going on, you know, but that's the type of situation that I kind of not thrive in because I'm not, I, I'm, I'm probably not clever enough to be like, oh, but I just didn't like, I literally didn't know what the virtues were. And I didn't know what the, the, the armies of Dawn were called either. You know, so obviously we're getting interviewed and they were like, oh, asking me about these things. And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> but I got a really good story out of it. And then is that a type of food? <laughs> is that a type of food? <laughs> what I did, I was, the, I think the person to my left was getting asked, and we were all getting the same question. And I was just like, I would just, I would just copy their answer and just embellish it a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're so good though weren't they because they knew that obviously you're a brand new player and it yeah. gave everyone else because that's the one thing about larpers we all like to talk about larp and it gave them that opportunity to not only ask you the question but explain enough so that not only you the brand new player sitting there could learn about it but all the brand new players standing around you because this was outside because it was still you know um respecting sort of um, COVID rules and things like that. So it was all outside and all these new players in around middle of the glory also square, learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the glory square, just like everyone's learning uh, because of uh, because of you chucking yourself into it at yeah. the deep end. Yeah. But then you, <laughs> yeah. you, you make a big enough, not, I don't want to say make a fool of yourself. I mean, but... You, you know, you 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 make a you make a scene of being like I am learning, like you say, you're you're flailing in whatever situation you're in, but people then take notice and they're you know they they want to they want to help, you know. And wisdom you, in it. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Wisdom, wisdom. It's funny how um, Empire wisdom just keeps coming, like it keeps coming up in my game and I have way more like when I first heard of wisdom I was like oh, wisdom because I kind of think of like D&D &D style wisdom and I was like yeah, yeah. I was like no nah, wisdom but now I'm I'm every time I the more I hear about wisdom I'm just like yeah it's the it's the F around and find out type, <laughs> type, type thing so that's definitely yeah. me all over actually you know it's so good uh, at what point in your empire journey did you decide to create the uh, the video the welcome to empire video um so um early days of empire were going on when i was going through a massive like transition effectively um i was finishing up my bachelor's degree mm -hmm. um i was not feeling particularly great after said bachelor's degree um so there was like <laughs> there was a there was a very very short discussion between my folks along the lines of like masters masters mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm not ready to go into the world of work yet i mm. hate myself too much yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i wasn't feeling particularly great about my prospects yeah. based on how not great things were with my um final year mm -hmm. uni for all sorts of reasons personal professional yeah. education it was not a good time for me mm -hmm. um and now like i'd gone to uni once um twice then thrice um um it was actually the master's degree was exactly what i needed though um yeah. 
not only did I really get some get some really great counseling from it um, from a mental health standpoint, but this but that extra year to figure things out was just what I needed to figure out what I actually wanted to do. And I figured out that my strength is not in narrative, it's in informative because I'm a kid of the Internet, um, like all of my entertainment is not so much narrative based stuff. Um, it's just watching people review things, talk about things. I talked about how as a channel awesome kid for bad and for worse. <laughs> <laughs> um that um I really loved talking about things um presenting I loved presenting information or I like the idea of it um and what really cinched it is that I did this fantastic uh project where we had to um um we were assigned um a um a thing where I had to talk about teaching nurses about what TTOs are and because you know because I did it I still remember and essentially TTOs are two take outs um, they are the prescription you get a uh, patient gets upon leaving care in the hospital oh right okay okay and um, I got to design all of these adorable original characters um, t that um, and I got to do I experienced animating typography the f first time and it really cemented for me the fact that I am so much happier and this my creative outlet is doing informative stuff as opposed to narrative based stuff because like my final project was a disaster because it was very sort of like character acting narrative focused and there was a whole heap of other problems going on as well. Um, but uh, that that um, this animation I did about t TTOs like cemented it for me. This is it. I want to do content creation that is informative focused. And then um, my the 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 gears started turning um, in regards to what's your final thesis going to be, mm -hmm. and um, I was like, I've had such rough going getting to this great hobby. I want to create something that um, makes the process of Empire less scary. It gives you the information that is useful up front and is presented in a in a in an inviting, animated, um, informative uh, format. A <laughs> um, lot of the flouncy words are getting mixed up together. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you something. I still remember um, presenting my idea in a PowerPoint presentation to the rest of the class, because that's what we had to do. Um, and we had to do a um, a 4,000 word uh, essay, um, an illustrated re report it was called, where we had to explain what we're doing, what the thought process behind it was, and, and um, show our research. And let me tell you, there is a lot of really interesting papers. This was all the way back in like 2016. And even back then, there was a lot of like really interesting um, material written about LARP. And um, I also pulled from some other areas. I read a fantastic book called simply called Fandom, which if you read it, not necessarily it's not about LARP, but it ticks a lot of the boxes as to you know like what it's all about. And my thesis was basically about like what what is the appeal of LARP. And how can I translate that appeal 
into an informative video and I narrowed it down to um, fantasy, um, community, and the third was, shoot, um, uh, shoot, I've forgotten it. <laughs> It'll come. Yeah, um, I can actually just pull it up right now. Oh, I'm just looking at the report. Oh, so many memories. <laughs> I, I referenced like all sorts of really great stuff, like um, the earliest LARP known and like stuff like Darrowgear in America. Wow. Um, the Darkon, um, the Darkon documentary. Uh huh. Lots of Momo, Momo, O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Momo. Yeah. Um, there was actually what what surprised me is that there was a existing documentary specifically about LARP called Fro From the Empire that I, I had no idea existed until oh, right. I, I... Yeah. Well, not about Empire, though, right? No, about Empire. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> What's... Let's see. Um, oh, that's still an amazing picture. Of course, I had to put a, a Garnet picture in there, right? <laughs> you know, a Tom Garnet picture? Uh, there's this beautiful picture of... Um, Oh, that was it. Authenticity. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, authenticity, mm -hmm. community, and fantasy. Those yeah. were like the three the three things that um, um, that LARP has appeal the appeal of LARP, and that's what had to come out in my um, my animation. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't just talk about you know like fantasy in terms of like uh, there was a there was a paper written about like fantasy and LARP, the relationship mm -hmm. between fantasy and LARP. And it had this fantastic thing where, where it basically talked about um, LARP, LARP isn't just about the fantasy of, um, you know, like empowerment. It can be, mm -hmm. but it's also about essentially taking you out of the real world and placing you into experiences that you would not otherwise experience. Yeah. The good and the bad. Yeah, you're you're talking about fantasy like the concept, not fantasy the genre, right? You're that type yeah. of fantasy, yeah. Basically fantasy fulfillment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, not necessarily doesn't necessarily have to be about empowerment. Um it can be about the grief of losing somebody. It can be like uh the drama of like having everything taken away from you it can be placed into a stressful position of power which i think as we can all attest to with an empire is very much a possibility yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. most definitely <laughs> yeah and um when it comes to so um let me think about where where we're at right now, because again we've so gone you on another tangent. Yeah you, yeah, you did your you did your presentation. You had to uh, put these um, concepts forward in your uh, yeah in your in your work. Yeah, and basically discuss the um, why should such a project uh, product exist and mm -hmm. and what benefits it would have and what merits. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you something. I was shaking like a leaf, <laughs> shaking like a leaf. <laughs> And this was just, you know, it was in front of people I knew. Mm -hmm. um, I was still incredibly nervous now. Mm -hmm. But LARP inspired me to do something I wouldn't otherwise do. Now mm -hmm. I could, like, get in front of a crowd, no issue, mm -hmm. and, and talk. Like, the the event that's just passed, me and our egregore, we basically improvised an entire opening ceremony for a, a mass, like, a, a, a national holiday. <laughs> you know, our Day of the Reaper. <laughs> We we pulled incredible. in some new players to do us to um, participate as well. They did an amazing job. Oh my goodness! Like the fact that they were only told about like 
half an hour before it was happening and the stuff that they came up with to talk about was it was inspiring it was just like really? Are you sure you knew players <laughs> very well done yeah. incredibly well done and um yeah no <laughs> and what was really fun is that it, it looked planned mm-hmm. um but we just like we made it up that's the, it always amazes me like so sometimes when you hear like people doing especially people doing like rituals and, and things like that mm-hmm. and people doing like just like some of the speeches that people come out with and you're just like just like where are you where are you pulling this stuff from like <laughs> where, where is it where's it coming from it's it seems so because sometimes a lot i'm mean, sometimes it is especially with rituals practiced but yeah other times sometimes they're just like oh no it's just <laughs> just made it up <laughs> like, yeah um how does that happen i'd say it's like a a it's like drawing from a pool of experiences and maybe pulling in from existing things that you've seen or experienced and um just not being a learn learning that you know like it's all for fun yeah um and but on that note it may just be for fun but it's 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 your fun as well so have fun Yeah. yeah kind of thing exactly exactly yeah, so not only was this inspired by the fact that I'd figured out my niche, mm-hmm. but it was also because I, you know, like I said, I had a really ass time mm-hmm. my first couple of goes around, mm-hmm. and um, I just wanted to create something um, s- akin to so much of the informative media that I'd consumed on YouTube, because I'd learned so much more from that than I ever did, like books or tech textbooks and stuff like that yeah or reading on the wiki (laughs) preach yep (laughs) and animation is just like like it's such a digestible medium um like it it has such wide appeal and there's there was no really other anything like it at the time um there's i don't think there's still anything out there that's no. quite like it i would say no yeah yeah, yeah. You, you've got things you've got a powerful asset there when it comes to like especially creating things specifically in our little niche here for making content for empire because there's like video for the majority of it is taking out of of it you know so when you're trying to explain and you go right okay we're going to explain parts of aspects of empire but you don't have film you you know a lot of people will do it go okay we can use photographs and we can use uh we can you know use use vocal communication but um yeah animation just brings another you, it, that's a special ripple then that you can go aha we can't we can't do we're not doing video but here we go here's here's another way of portraying what's happening yeah, yeah. and um what's wonderful and sometimes a bit scary about animation is that it's very it's very if you do it right it can look exceedingly professional and there's something about our brains that responds to something pres- presented in a professional format it makes it more official even though it even though by it's like that video very very unofficial given the a seal of approval by yeah. pd mm-hmm. but not a, official in no. any capacity mm-hmm. but because i i i i knew that something like with this much effort and production value would get people's attention yeah and therefore you know give it a little bit more because i love a good podcast um but the problem with podcast is is like it's a lot it's like they can go for hours sometimes yeah yeah and that 
as good as they are, might not be what you're after. You might want something a little bit more condensed. Yeah, m- most definitely. Yeah, especially if you're in, in in for that type of information. But that that's like you were saying. It's like there's 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 informative stuff and there's yeah storytelling stuff. Usually, I mean, obviously there are inform there are purely informative podcasts. But for for a lot of podcasts, it's uh, this is why we tend to go for the time we kind of go for as well because conversation. I tend to find conversation people start saying what they really mean around about between between like 40 minutes and up to two hours in in conversation because we're trying to tell a story but if you want to get information um out out there in a like you said digestible form you you it's yeah you probably want to look to another to another medium yeah. um, mm. which which your which your video definitely definitely does it's it's a it's the right right length of time it gives mm. I, I actually watched it, i said before we started recording i actually watched it again because i watched it a load before we went to it was the first empire video i found yeah um, oh. yeah i found well a, a friend of mine had suggested cause I, again like you i think you said holly before you were like i can't remember that like the the tipping point for me where I was like, you know what, I'm going to try LARP. You know, I, I can't remember that, but I do remember the conversations that happened after. And mm. I spoke to one of my players in a TTRPG game and they were like, oh, you know, uh, LARPing. And then they mentioned uh, a, a, LARP, a, a LARP podcast, uh, LARP Noobs. And I went and listened to them. And then I, then when I searched on YouTube, it was your video that, that came up. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> here we go. Look at this, an yeah. informative animated presentation. Let's have a look. Let's have, let's have a, let's have a yeah. look. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure I, that was the first thing that you showed me as well. Yeah, well, yeah. I think you were like, "Oh, how am I going to get her to like? Well, she like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> understand oh. this information. Yeah, this is, this is this is pretty straightforward. And then I I watched it. Um, I watched it today before we spoke to you as well. And I was actually uh, surprised because how long? It's like it's like six years ago, right? Or was it? As long uh, as that? It was posted 2017. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. so yeah, a while ago, but it's actually a lot for a game that has a lot of changes in it. It's still, it's pretty much a hundred percent relevant. All the information yeah. in that video still. There are some things that aren't that haven't quite held up, like mm-hmm. the the uh, the changes um, to uh, the timing of the play new player meetups, for example. Oh right, okay, yeah. Yeah, they've got um, several now. They've got they've got quite a lot of different meetups. Oh yeah, no, there's loads. Them. There's even like a practice skirmish now yeah. for new players. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure if that's been a asset, a thing since its inception, but it's new new to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, brilliantly cool idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, there's now a LGBTQ meetup, I believe, as well. There that's is, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, the thing is with that video, though, is that, like, I had a real problem afterwards. Is mm-hmm. that, like, it was an incredible success, and I'm so proud of it, still proud of it now. Um, but... I said I wanted to do content creation, um, but the thing was is that like I, I, I had to learn again that like yes that mm, not mm, not quite um, because I tell you something I had a real second album syndrome problem after that video, <laughs> is that like I really wanted to do a follow up and I wanted to do it even bigger better than before, mm. um, but it just became. A behemoth of a project the plan um if you know if you're friends with me on facebook you'll know um you around that time you'll know that i had like a production diary of sorts going on mm-hmm. um just writing the script and making sure that everything i wanted to say was accurate because what i wanted to do the, what the plan was is that i was going to do a video um basically a massive rundown of what um 
your average Joe, Joey Imperial would know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there are ten nations, there are seven virtues, like, you know, rings, crowns, thrones, stuff yeah. like that. Types of things, and yeah. But it just spiralled out of control in terms of scope. It yeah. like it went from months to years, and it just never was never never ending. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned now that I have the wisdom of like time and experience on my side, what I've realized is that like being a content creator, at least in the sense of like creating a sustainable income off of it, and like producing content after content after content, I don't think it's really suitable for me. That's not to say I don't want to do it entirely i do want to make another video at some point mm-hmm. i know i've been saying that for years it's, it's quite pathetic but i am i'm like dj khaled i am suffering from success because <laughs> i'm too busy with like being hired on for other things yeah um and um having a really good time with it actually and i've realized that i was asking way too much of myself um a project as big as that really should have been a team endeavor um, so I realized that I don't want to be a content creator as a career. What works for me is I, I, my inspiration is very like it's, it commits itself to one project and then it has to move on and do something else entirely different. And that's just not sustainable for a YouTube channel because on YouTube consistency, consistency is key, right? Yeah. like uh, there's definitely at the start anyway yeah and it's, it's, yeah um some people get away with uh like yeah you, you you've got to be a quite a special it, no it's not not special probably not the the word you've got to have a, a good a good amount of kind of luck and a bit of traction to be one of those channels that releases like four or five videos a year um and obviously because things change in that that short amount of time yeah um did, did you w- did you feel the pressure of that like like I think I think you alluded to it, but was it maybe a little bit of like a, a victim of your own success because you had so many views on that first one? Yeah. And you were like, Oh, like you say, the next one has to like Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was I, I was totally get that. Yeah. I was say I was working on some sort of follow up and I only officially put a stop to it at the very beginning of twenty twenty, before the lockdown happened. Mm-hmm. When I said I'm retiring the idea of working on anything, I'd already put a stop to the first follow up mm-hmm. where and I, I kept changing the idea. And this is the problem I was alluding to is that I I my inspiration um, is focused on like what's like I'm very focused on what's interesting me in the moment and what was interesting me of interest to me in the moment doesn't reflect on what I necessarily need to do at the time you know <laughs> i don't know i, I feel yeah. like i relate to that quite a bit actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i'm not an animator so, but um, yeah i know exactly what you mean so uh i i was tr- i was for- like the only way that like things were going forward is is that i was forcing myself to commit and i was miserable utterly utterly and completely miserable i would go to work work doing animation i'd come home force myself to do more animation and i was making progress and i had little successes here and there but this this project my projects were going on forever and i kept getting fed up and dropping it picking up a new project trying again i mean at one point i had this ridiculous idea just to make something 
I had this idea for a video where I'd talk about how you should bring peppermint tea to LARP because it's really good as like for solving a bunch of like digestion problems. Just something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? This, like this is the thing. Ideas are the ideas are a weird thing as well. Yeah. Ideas like I've I've heard people start to talk about ideas as they're like it's like they're not even part of the real world like ideas just seem to because you can't force an idea you know um and it's it's anyone who's tried to like yeah do do any type of project doesn't have to be content creation that if anyone who's ever tried to like just go with the first idea and go oh well i have to do something and then they go with an idea and then it just catastrophically fails and then all along you're like well i knew well that wasn't the best idea and i tried to make it a good idea yeah exactly um and the thing was is that i i knew that some of them not all of them, some of them were good ideas. I still think that first idea I had of like, you know, like things that every citizen knows idea, I still think it's a good idea. But I, I steadily realized is that like, I want to, you know, if it, this is going to be a LARP channel, I want to focus on different things. I have mm-hmm. to generalize. And then the, another idea became a video about like um, healers in LARP, the, mm-hmm. the concept of like playing a healer. Again, very good idea for a video, but like my the production was just taking way too long i was doing it all myself and i just wasn't interested in it i, I felt i had to not yeah. opposed uh, opposed to actually you know doing it because i wanted to i felt i had to because that first video was a success right yeah yeah um so eventually i was just like i'm gonna stop this and have a break from doing it completely at the beginning of 2020 and I couldn't have picked a better time because all of a sudden everything locked down because of COVID. Um, I moved in with my partner who I'm still living with, um, Merrily. And I've only just recently finally kind of relaxed enough and divorced myself from the idea of anything related to YouTube um, until recently. Um, I now have a streaming setup if I fancy doing my Jackbox sessions and I have said to myself this doesn't have to be a consistent thing just do it if you want to yeah just do it if you want to you have a successful career mm-hmm. like you are not beholden to an audience of people that you've only met like a one percent fraction of like if this is not floating your boat don't bother yeah it's... like this isn't earning you money no. and like yes it would be nice but it's a nice have but that's just what it is it's a nice have it doesn't have to exist yeah. and come back to it when you feel ready and when you feel inspired yeah. um and fortunately i am steadily building my my interest back up into doing stuff like that mm-hmm. and i have learned not to bite off more than i can chew through working yeah. in the industry mm-hmm. and um actually it's through the industry that i've um realized what i'm capable of and yeah. i've i've through working um, at a company first and then going freelance and working for another content creator, which is what I'm currently doing now, um, I have learned so much more about animation and how I can make it more streamlined and um, what I can do to put stuff out there more effectively. I'm really attracted to the idea of doing shorts. Mm -hmm. Um, Like uh, maybe sort of like dropping little tidbits of information about certain things. But again, it's just... At the moment, it's just all ideas, and yeah. they, you're getting, you're getting my idea juices flowing. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> the yeah, ideas yeah. in my head are too good to put a broadcast out there right now. But yeah, yeah, collab. yeah, collab. yeah. 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 
<laughs> yeah, but um, I really, what's really tickling my fancy right now, at the very least, is that I'd really love to do a remake of the that original video. Because it's wonderful that still people are still finding it useful. And to this day that people are coming to me and saying, this is the video that got me into LARP, which is just, yeah. it's wonderful every single time. It doesn't get old. Yeah. But I'm just like, really? That video is a bit shit. that's the thing that you've got such you had such a it 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 was a niche video about a niche a niche thing that a lot of people Mm. uh would click on that's the thing Mm. with 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 that and and i can i can i can see why you it it might cause you a little bit of stress to be like okay yeah uh the number two has to be like like this because i can totally like just how i would think about it i go okay because that was the thing. That's the thing with Empire is that there's so much to cover. And when we did, it's funny. Our like little like intro to Empire video actually started out as like a recap. We were going to do like a year in review video, and it turned into like this educate. We were like, as I started editing it, I'm like, this is just turning into an education thing. And we, we tried to fill as much gaps as we could and cover everything. But like we, you know, we did like a 20 minute video. Um, on just just going through every kind of every aspect and like I watched your video uh, before we start recording and like you mentioned the egregores and I'm like we didn't even mention egregores yeah. you know and there's <laughs> there's so much like you said and it's just yeah. like I'm like God we didn't even mention like we didn't really give the healing game any love we didn't give and it's just it's so it's so vast you know and then you go right okay well do I do a video on healing you know or do i do a video on apothecaries you know uh, uh, or do you yeah. do a video on all the things we forgot to mention in the last video yeah and then i'm only gonna tell get you something if you want to sh- if you want to look at all the the scripts that i have on my shelf not not physical shelf but in my in my google docs and mm-hmm. and and like steal ideal steal ideas from them you're more than welcome oh yeah yeah um because i mean it'd be nice if they just saw the light of day in some capacity you're more than welcome to like steal um <laughs> because you're right i'm always up for conversations <laughs> always yeah. up for conversations yeah yeah so folks we're like well we're, we're just approaching approaching time i mean we, we've oh, we've can, I, I, can fi- I ask something first actually because uh, yeah go. i was just about thought. to say is any is anyone else want to want to jump in um, Holly, you said that your first experience of battle. Um, oh was, yeah! I, I, I want I want to hear the story of this. All right. <laughs> so t- so tell okay. us what was it like? <laughs> okay, so there's a reason why I'm a non-com, and so, um, in in a desire to kind of like you know how um, you know how like when you you take the field, you have to monster, right? Yeah. Um, you know, as a sort of like, hey, you had your fun, now, you know, be the monster for somebody else. And I really like that as a system. And I was like, well, I've never done combat before. And I don't want to risk my character. So what I could do is I could monster and it can be a best of both worlds situation where I facilitate the fun for somebody else and I get practice, right? Um, so uh, I I sign into monster and all sign up to monster and all that um and um me being a league player um of course i'm in the league um emu i think it's called something yeah. like that yeah I, again unit, it's been yeah. a while <laughs> and the leader um is is very very helpful but there was there was no helping whatever <laughs> was going on here it, it was just a disaster we did a little bit of combat practice and um i made the mistake to duck a pole arm 
Yeah. And so um, I tried to duck out the way of a polearm and it slapped me in the face right there. Just like, yeah. Done that. And um, Done it that. like, it didn't hurt, but it dinged my skull like pretty, pretty badly. Like it, like it shook my head up and I was, uh, I was already sort of like on edge. And then like, then it all went downhill when um, com the, like the battle was starting up and there's like a legion of like, sweaty angry nerds like all in armor ready to fucking go <laughs> like a legion like an like a, a, an entire squad just like at the bottom of the hill yeah. and i was just like i i burst into tears and was like i'm sorry i can't do this oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and i left <laughs> and i ran i ran i didn't run i was just like i'm sorry i can't do this i'm gonna go back to god <laughs> I mean, that, that, scary. Yeah, I, mean, I tell you what, it is. Terrifying. I mean, it is. Uh, it is. It is something. I mean, I got. I mean, we took, we mentioned the the new player skirmish. We did that our first event. Um, I was actually surprised how intimidated I was actually with when because especially in those new player, they they literally put you in the worst position. So they go the death donor and fight and retreat and they give you a go at both I'm sorry death donor the death donor oh yeah yeah so <laughs> so when basically when your forces get put into a circle and that the enemy so the enemy forces are around you like a donut uh because that it, it's basically a, a just the worst the worst position you can be in because obviously everyone get everyone inside the center of the circle can't do anything and they're just getting crushed because everyone on the outside is getting pushed in uh, and it's a it's a very hairy situation out of character and like in character and out of character because you're probably going to die in character but out of character obviously you have real like crush going on and people are getting struck oh. down and everyone's like falling on top of each other and it's yeah I, and we were in the donut that was the first like <laughs> Bit of combat experience I ever had was like okay you we're were gonna put jam. Yep, you, were we... the, you were the jam oh, and the yeah. donut there was definitely some <laughs> jam getting... <laughs> definitely getting some jam getting made as well and obviously because it's all new yeah. players as well everyone's like super like hopped up and keen as well so they're like right you players get into this donut and everyone else like you're, you're going to encircle them and then you just attack so all these keen players like running at you while we're all like in this circle and I'm like this is quite intimidating <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah no so yeah, I, yeah, I can, no, it's I can, almost like battles are like really threatening and scary. <laughs> yeah, no, so I can totally. That's the thing. So, but you, it's a, it's a thing you can do. Like that's the thing with the, with the, uh, the, the battlefields. If you, if you've had enough, by the way, you can just put your hand up and just be like, I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm just gonna walk out. You put your hand up, mm. you're invisible to, in, in play people, and you can just walk Nobody out. Nobody can touch yeah. you. You just walk out yeah. and you're gone. And... It's fine. That was the that was the uh, season. I my mum was there, so it's great. I, I I run off and cry to her. <laughs> did, did you, yeah. Did your mum? Well, did yeah. Your my mum's been to Empire before. Does she still LARP or? Um, like she's really wanting to go back. She had a really good time because she's a, she's she loves uh, she likes people watching and listening and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And Empire is perfect for that. That oh, and oh, she has yeah. like a cracking good character name as well and a whole backstory and everything. We figured it out together. Her character name is Colophon and uh, she does antiques and has a printing press. And if you know what a Colophon is, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know what a Colophon is. It's um I believe it's a punctu uh, it's a punctuation like a colophon is a little uh, punctuation symbol. Oh right. Okay. I don't know which one. Um, my brother's <laughs> also been to LARP as well. Um and um I hope he comes back as well because he also had a very good time. Mm -hmm. Um I was so proud of him. Um he came as my <laughs> uh 
So my mum is my Estella's godmother, mm-hmm. and my brother is my half brother um, for reasons, um, backstory reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, he is in Ur- he is presently in Urizen. Didn't quite get on with Urizen. Didn't have a bad time, but um, wants to come to the league because um, now that you know. He he read the classic, read the brief, vibed with Urizen, mm-hmm. actually got onto the field and realized he was better off somewhere else. Yeah. You know, how many times have we heard that story before, yeah. right? Yeah. I was so proud of him because he um he I took him to um songs songs and story time in Navarre. Mm-hmm. And he did an excerpt from a Shakespeare play, the Once More Into the Breach speech. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And um and did that speech wow. like beautifully 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 and i was so proud of him and i was really happy for him and um he hasn't been back to empire since but like the interest is is there for sure yeah it's it's i i we, we keep talking robin and i keep talking about like trying to like convince our parents to go as well because we're just like yeah Aww. yeah because we're, we're like we, obviously we talk about it all the time because you know just it's it's our favorite thing in the minute um yeah. hope it's gonna be a favorite thing for a long time but yeah we're we, we're constantly like oh yeah you know you actually look because that's the thing like you say it's getting people over that what they initially think you know mm. and people are like oh what the one we get a lot is Oh yeah, can you just go in and watch? Because I think they have like reenactment in their head, like with with you know like yes, Tree Festival yeah. or something. And I'm like, I'm like no, 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 like you you'll need to come and make a character, and then they go oh, and I'm like no, no, it's fine. You don't have to you don't have to do anything. But I know once they get there, yeah, they'll they'll get it. <laughs> they'll be yeah, like oh, sure. this is what it is, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, because that's the the funny thing with LARP is that like what people don't get at the beginning mm. is that they it's 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 it comes down to how it's consumed right um like you watch television you watch reenactments and stuff like that and it's meant to be observed it's meant to be consumed from a third person perspective but laugh isn't like that and that's why to some people laugh looks quote unquote you know like crappy unprofessional it, and all of that because it's not for you yeah, it's, it's the opposite for right? us. yeah it's one of yeah. those few things that is completely the opposite actually it's it's like you, you can't like you watch it from the outside i mean you, you you can't obviously you can watch other characters interact but you are very much a part of it right and it's there's not many other things like that. like you said a lot of things are very much very watchable like things like sports and and like you say, uh, even things like reenactments, and you say, t- you know, TV and um, plays and things like that. But yeah, LARP is LARP is supposed to be point of view, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. And um, uh, where was I going with this? That does present an issue mm-hmm. for content creators, though, because it's like, well, we there are literally rules in place that prevent you from filming. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look great on film anyway because anyway. that's not how it's meant to be consumed. So how yeah. do you talk about it? Yeah. How do you present it? Yeah. But that's one of the things that I found was so successful about my animation is that like you can take things that um, are inaccessible and 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 like render them in an animated format or at least create a representation of the ideas of LARP in an animated format without having to worry about camera and, and permissions and stuff like that. And like basically um, using facsimiles as opposed to the real thing yeah. to present the idea without like endangering anybody's identity and stuff like that well, or yeah. interrupting people's fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, that's the thing that the, the filming thing. It's something that obviously as content creator is a little bit like, oh, I wish I could film stuff. Uh, but as a player, I'm like, no, I'm I'm glad it isn't because that's that's what the game is is yeah. is is about you know yeah anyway holly i'm i'm sensitive of your time because we've gone we've gone over is there anything you want to anything else you want to plug or anything else you want to throw out there before we say goodbye yeah sure um well first and foremost i'm actually really glad i didn't expect this but um what i'm really glad about today is that i finally have been able to talk about like all the behind the scenes quibbles i've had about like my attempts at like becoming a content creator and what i've learned is that i don't want to be a consistent consistent producer i just want to make things when i feel like it mm -hmm. and it's nice to have that pressure alleviated and not promise things and and force myself to promise things that i then have to force myself even harder to deliver i just want to make things for fun and um and i think the products i make out of fun are so much more like genuine than anything that I could make um, having to consistently produce. And I think what I've realized and what wisdom I'd like to impart on other people is that like the things you enjoy should not should. I will say that's a that's not quite what I mean, but that you have the option to keep things that are meant to be fun as just for fun. We live in a world where it's just like, oh, um, you've got into this hobby, now you have to monetize it. That's what you got to do, right? You got to get on the Instagrams and like, you know, make a podcast or, you know, like stuff like that. It can just be a fun thing. And that's what I feel about LARP is that LARP is my holiday. It is me, my relaxation. It doesn't have to be another facet of my quote unquote brand. It can just be for fun. And that extends to creating content about it. You can just enjoy things. It is possible. Yeah, yeah, you can. I, I don't want to um, ruin that sentiment by adding anything to it. And uh, yeah, we'll say uh, we'll say goodbye to the podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. bye. Thank you very much for stopping by. You can find the link to Holly's YouTube channel in the episode description. If you enjoyed this show, consider following, consider subscribing so you know when a new episode is posted. Until that happens, though, you can always go out and check out some of our other content that we have made. Until the next time we see you, though, we love you and stay safe.